I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. Tell us about that one time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. And today we are doing the abduction hotline. And normally what we have going on is you guys call our voicemail or you like hit us up in our emails and we talk about your stories or we listen to your voicemails. But today we're going to flip the script a little bit. And we actually have one of our listeners coming on to talk about it because there just wasn't enough time in a three minute little, little voicemail for her to tell us her whole story. Yeah, let's get into it and get all the details. And then we can ask the questions with her right there. We're normally after you and I are discussing and we're kind of like asking questions, but we don't have the answers. So this will be cool. Exactly. And Vanessa has been a listener from the beginning of our podcast. She was originally one of our listeners from uh, Beaverton, Washington. Beaver Dam or Beaver Dam. That's what it is. Wisconsin. Right. And, Wisconsin. and it was so funny because we all of a sudden had this like huge burst of listeners from that area and we could never figure out. We were like, if you're from Beaver Dam, tell us. And Vanessa was like, oh, it's me. I'm there. I'm listening. So she's been with us for a long time. We've even done an abduction hotline with her voicemails before. So let's just welcome Vanessa to the show and bring her right into this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's coming in. <gasps> Hello, Hi. Vanessa. Hi, how are you guys? Good, how are you today, my love? I'm doing fantastic. We were just talking about how you've been a listener to our show really since the beginning and how you were originally from Beaver Dam and one of our listeners out there. Yes. Um, as far as I know, I was the only one there because it's not a very big town, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what was so funny about it and why we talked about it on the show. And we were like, what the hell is Beaver Dam? Because there was like an unusual amount of listens from that area. And we were just like, what is going on in Beaver Dam where people are just listening to our weird little podcast? Well, that's the funny thing is I didn't realize at the time that I played it on my tablet. I was playing the podcast on my tablet. I was also playing it on my phone on the way to work. And it kept playing all the way. Up. She was giving us the plays. I didn't realize that until afterwards. I love that though. It was <laughs> nice though, because it made us like call out to you. And now here we yeah. are. We've talked to you yeah. so many times now. We do have to address the alien makeup though. Super cool. It's, uh, it got away from me. It no, started it's so as one cute. thing and then it started as another thing. And then it's just, it got very blue and kind of looks bruisey and I like it, but it is what it is. No, it's such it's a cool. vibe. I love it. It's giving me alien, even though you think it's not, it really is. It's like very high up. It's giving me like those, those yeah. big alien eyes. And I really like that. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what it was going for, but then I don't know. It's a vibe. It's working. It got away from me. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about creating or being like creatively expressive of yourself, especially inside of this field in like multiple ways. Like, you know, we, we do our art, we have our crystals we collect and like, we get creative with our makeup. I know when me and Brie go to like conferences and stuff like that, I make her do the most ridiculous makeup on me with like full blown <laughs> crystals around. And I'm just like glitter in my hair and big giant, like puffy pigtails and stuff. So I get it. It's a vibe. It's a way to, to feel comfortable comfortable yeah there's definitely a lot of glitter on me right now I'm basically like a chinchilla but instead of rolling around in dirt it's just glitter, <laughs> just glitter. I love that that's a whole vibe it's cool and though that's pretty much how it happened all right Vanessa like so it. you left a voicemail before the last one we did with you you were talking about flashes that you saw but this time you want to tell us a little bit about of some sleep paralysis that's been happening recently to you yes oh. well um, well, I've always had, sorry, there's hair in my mouth. Um, I've always had 
sleep paralysis. And when I was younger, I actually sleepwalked for a very long time and up until college, which is usually not oh. a thing. Usually kids don't do that after they leave adolescence. Mm-hmm. I kept doing it. I woke up in weird places like on the floor in the bathroom with the bath water running. I woke oh. up in the car before. At the time I lived in Arizona, so it wasn't like I was going to freeze stuff like I do now. But um, yeah, it was pretty intense or um, through long bouts. Yeah, definitely. Or through long bouts of, because uh, I kind of was scared to go to sleep because I never knew if I was going to wake up or do something. <gasps> so I kind of didn't like to sleep. So I slept as little as I could, which leads Ooh. to hallucinations mm-hmm. and stuff. The weirdest thing would be driving home from college and I would see people like standing on the side of the roads all the way down. And it's it's like 3 a.m. in the dark. <laughs> and it, they wow. weren't there, I think, maybe, I'm not sure. Or um, I got up to let my boyfriend into the house because he forgot his key. In the living room, it was this big square room. And when I opened the door, I saw a bunch of people sitting in every seat. Wow. And it kind of stopped. It was like, okay, this is scary. <laughs> Waited a few seconds and then like blinked a few times and then it was just normal. Mm. Or one time I, um, it was right before I moved up to Wisconsin. My bedroom window was kind of open and, or the blinds were rather so you could see outside. And I woke up and there were three figures standing outside the window. And I freaked out. I ran to the kitchen. I wasn't wearing anything. I just had a blanket. And I was just sitting on the floor in the kitchen until I kind of woke up a little bit because it takes a little bit of time to wake up, you know? Yeah. And then I was just like, why am I in here? I can't, I couldn't really remember exactly why until afterwards. But yeah, that's, that's the short and long of it. (laughs) I think there's a good argument for um, kind of the debate on whether or not hallucinations are full-blown made up in our mind or if it's that our mind state has shifted and we're able to see different things that coexist with us simultaneous, simultaneously. So that's really interesting to see people standing on the side of the road or in your house. I mean, there's a lot of questions there. Well, and it's interesting too, because you very logically try to try to dismiss it as like, I'm giving myself a lack of sleep, which is causing me to hallucinate. So it's not like you're flat out saying like, Hey guys, I'm fucking seeing shit and shit's going crazy. You're like rash. You're trying to rationalize the situation before you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And it's since moving up here, I've encountered that a lot more and I'm a lot more like mentally healthy, mentally stable rather. Because um, at the time, I didn't realize that I actually do have bipolar, and it was kind of starting to manifest because it's in that age range. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might have been a combination of a few different things happening at once. Not necessarily, you know, a, a, um, like a lapse of lucidity, mm-hmm. but more so just a a shift to a different mindset, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but since moving up here... And having encounters and things all the time, pretty much, and with other people. And it's to the point where, like, when I was on um, that that episode with Bobby, the Colin episode or whatever mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like, seeing those people, those figures walking out of the trees or crossing the road and stuff. Yeah. And not acknowledging it, but the people I was with acknowledged it before me. 
when I'd been seeing it, I just didn't want to say anything because I didn't know if they would think, you know, one thing or another. Well, it's interesting too. Most of the stories that you've told us, uh, there's always been someone else to witness it, whether it's been like your mom or your friend or something like that. You've always been like been having these experiences and other people have been around to validate them. Yeah. Which is like, not a lot of people get that kind of stuff. Like you'd still go through stuff on your own and you see and you witness these things. And and I think what's happening is like, you're starting to realize the more and more you have these phenomenons as you're more and more mentally stable and more and more people around you are acknowledging that they're happening. You're starting to realize that things in your past maybe weren't something that was just made up in your head or a hallucination, right? Right, right. Um, I wouldn't say it's more like, I wouldn't say it's like a sense of normalcy to it. It's, or uh, like a desensitization. I would say it would be more normalcy than a desensitization to whatever is happening because it's not always the same thing too. It's mm-hmm. always, it's similar feeling, like kind of just like the hairs on your neck stand up kind of feeling, mm-hmm. but it's never exactly the same encounter. Um, and another thing people tell me, well, do you ever because I had like the sleep issues and stuff so people would ask me do you um have I ever like astral projected no I haven't I never had in the past because quite frankly it kind of scares me to think about that because it's like what if you don't get back to your body what happened a lot of people have those kind of fears and questions when it comes to that stuff because it's a valid thing Mm -hmm. and do you just die do you go in a coma do you what happens um, and so that's that's what leads me to the call that I was going to make, but then we ended up doing this instead. I did have my first astral projection experience and it was crazy scary. And I don't know, I um, I write down my dreams every day because I have like really long, very cinematic dreams. Mm-hmm. And hey, let me pull up that one. It wasn't very long. Do you want me to just go into the story? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, read it. Read it just how you wrote it. Because I feel like a lot of times when people are writing in their dream journals, you're writing it exactly how you experienced it. And it wasn't, there's not really that much to say because it wasn't, um, it wasn't, oh, that's not it. It didn't feel like a long time it was happening. No, it didn't, which is weird because normally it's, like when I tell people my dreams, they're just like, that sounds like a movie. Cause like it, and super it feels details, like, yeah. It feels like a really long time when it's you're asleep for 10 minutes, basically. Um, the whole time dilation thing, you know, it might just being in like a dream state might have something to do with it. But yeah, then again, for sure. time is relative to everybody anyway. Mm-hmm. So That's for, sure. for all I know, you guys are experiencing this at a way different time frame than I am no but it's how, a it, and that's the whole that's the whole co- it's whole the, co- the, the whole concept of time and, and this theory of it is like the reality is is that us of humans have created what we determine time is based on how many times we go around the sun and at what velocity so the reality is is that time is purely based on where you are and how fast you're traveling yeah okay <laughs> sorry No, Um, time travel is just one of my favorite things in the whole wide world to talk about. I just, I love time, like all of that time, time travel, anything like that. Yeah, it's totally interesting. It's like when people see Interstellar for the first time and they're like, what the hell? But time, that is a real thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jamie needs to see Interstellar. It's like I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's like one of my favorite movies. You know what? I just don't watch a lot of movies. It's not, I just don't, I have a hard time sitting down. Like usually when I watch movies, I'm sitting with Brie at her house and she's forcing me to, maybe that's what you should do. That's what I should have. 
I was like, you should have like, put on. Is there anything I need to make you? We put watch? on the fucking goofy think. movie. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Damn, I should have thought about it. Stellar, what a fail. <laughs> Very long. Movie. I know it is. She makes me watch the long ones. All right, Vanessa, you, did you find it? I did. Okay, okay read it. Read it. So, basically, um. I'm going to just do it by memory, but what I can't, I'll just, you know, go through and I'll read what it is. Yeah. Um, so this is the first time that I ever really like had the experience of astral projecting. I never, I don't really know if that's what it would even be, or if it was just a very loose, like vivid dream. I was someplace, some Spanish speaking country in the Americas. So I'm, I'm assuming like a, uh, like Mexico maybe because it was desert, but because south of it would be yeah in the mountains or something um but the fact that I understood the Spanish she was speaking would it kind of lends itself to me thinking that it was probably Mexico because Mm -hmm. like you know can speak Spanish and stuff yeah um whereas I don't know the dialects and stuff for other places but that's here nor there um I kind of just I wasn't like flying around or anything but I was in this little house like a little mud house, basically. One of those ones that you kind of go down into. There was just like a little cot, little table. And there was a little lady, like I wouldn't say old. I wouldn't say young, just just a average age. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> An adult, basically. Yeah. And I'm just kind of not, I don't want to say floating because I wasn't, I was just standing there just watching her doing whatever she was doing. And she was just kind of shuffling around with her back towards me, moving some stuff around on a table. And um, she jumped, like she jumped. She got scared because she realized that I was there and she saw me, but no, nothing else there saw me. Nobody, like all the other people walking around or anything, none of them saw me there. Mm. She did. And she immediately freaked out. She like fell down and she started screaming this, I don't know, this phrase at me. Mm-hmm. It sounded like three words. It was, it sounded maybe like Latin, but I don't think it would be Latin. I don't know what it would be. Mm-hmm. One of the words was lengua, which is like tongue, tongue. Or, or speech or something mm-hmm. like that. And then another one was singua, which kind of would be like blood. Mm-hmm. That's, it wouldn't, it's not the word for it, but it kind of sounds like it could be. Yeah. <laughs> somebody out there that would know what that would be in a different language because it might be some other language that I don't know about yeah and the first was corpse like not not like a corpse like a body corpse but it was like core with a soft p almost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but a really soft p and she's freaking out and she's looking at me and she's like trying to back up and stuff and she's saying that over and over and over corpse single single language whatever over and over and over again and I might have just cursed you because I don't know what that phrase is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she just kept saying it. And then I just kind of jumped awake and I was like, what the hell? I've never experienced that ever before in my whole life. Mm. So I grabbed my phone. I, I, I was, I yeah, was going to say, it sounds like definitely like, may, I don't know. Necess- it's a banishing spell. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't necessarily, the words don't matter as much as the emotion behind it. And we've talked about this plenty of times when it comes to like people having like alien abductions or like demons or anything, but there's a certain thing about the power that you have behind what you're saying. And it just seemed like she was basically, yeah, like cursing you, but not cursing you and like not cursing you in a way like a witch is like cursing you with a spell, but more she was repeating a phrase to try to get rid of whatever the hell you were. 
Yeah. And that's what makes me think that maybe she saw me not necessarily as an astral projection of myself. It's but interesting. It's, else. It's, it's the same thing with like interdimensional things. You don't know if that's actually what they look like or if that's just what your brain is interpreting it as. Yeah, you have no idea what form you were presenting yourself to her as or what it is that she saw. Right. Like to you, you were just your normal, I'm my human self, but what are we on these astral realms and when we're doing things in dream time? Like what does our, our bodies look like? Right. Be a shadow. You yeah. show up as like some shadow thing and she's like, ah! Shadow right. or even it could just be light. Like you never know. It's like in the Bible, they say that if you see an angel or whatever, like in the Christian biblical thing, basically you die because you can't. It's like so, it. yeah, it's so, you can't, you can't you comprehend can't it. Terms with it. They're not all white people. Like now, our, when you, <laughs> when you were visiting her, did you, did you feel like almost like maybe you were like visiting a time and place on earth that was happening? Or do you feel like you were visiting a time and place like in the astral realm? I don't know. I never thought about it like Cause that. Cause to me, it almost sounds like what you were doing is like you were, you were astral projecting into like the real world almost. And that you were like a, in this scene and this person who maybe be is just had their third eye a little bit more open to these kind of things noticed your presence. Right. And like I told my mom and she immediately was just like, you need to talk to your brother or your brother-in-law, my sister's husband, whatever that is. I don't know what that's called. Is that brother-in-law? Brother-in-law. Yeah. Because his family's from Mexico and they're super spiritual in like the old ways and stuff like that. So I did. I talked to them about it. He was just like, it's, it sounds like it might have been a bruja doing something. And mm. you just kind of, you just kind of were floating around in the ether and Maybe she accidentally and, summoned yeah, you. Kind of just stuck mm. together. And she didn't realize it. And I, that's why I just kind of was there because I've never actually experienced that before. Ooh, that's a very interesting take on it. I'm more inclined to think that you had some type of connection and that's why you were sent there. I think so too. And it I could think be that... like ancestrally. Mm -hmm. 100%. Maybe, but like needed to make that. Um, but like my family's from north i only know well, but here's the, but here's the thing though when it comes to people's like history that's why they have the 23 and me and shit you'd be real surprised where your actual ancestors come from you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i think when you talk about they ancestors, don't even know. yeah it goes a lot deeper than just like your grandparents or your great-grandparents we're talking about like at the beginning of time like where you came from and the reality is is okay. that the majority of people came from africa um, from from uh, Mexico and from uh, the Middle Eastern areas, where really where the three cradles of civilization began. So somewhere in your DNA, your ancestry is one of those three things. And there could be a secret baby. Also, I think that families keep a lot of secrets, mm -hmm. especially back in that day. Um, you know, when something's out of wedlock or you, you know any of those types of circumstances, I think there's a lot of secret children out there. People, you know. It branches out so many times that, I mean, just to rely on your immediate family to know your history, your real history is not enough. It's not usually 100% accurate. Well, and yeah. even, even you know, your brother-in-law saying that she maybe might have been some sort of like witch or something like that. Um, I would 
be one to say after hearing a lot of your stories and talking to you a lot that I think that you're very connected to that side of, of that. And that has to be somewhere in your ancestral past, because you obviously have this ability around you to kind of go in and out of the veil between here and, you know, whatever is on the other side. So maybe it, it could have been a witch, but it could have been somebody who, you know, was, you were being drawn to for a reason. Maybe you were supposed to be watching what it is she was doing. Right. And it's interesting you say that drawn to drawn to either whatever is beyond the veil or else mm-hmm. being close to it just naturally. Because a lot of people that I know have died. Almost like clockwork, every three years, a close friend of mine dies. Someone mm-hmm. close. To wow. And it isn't a thing that's been new. This has been going on since as long as I can remember. And it's really strange. <laughs> and I try to explain it to people. This is the first year, but this is since I've come to terms with everything, with all of it, because I thought maybe I was just like a cursed person or whatever. And I was just, people were drawn to me. I think rather I'm drawn to people is how I kind of think about it. And I was talking with a friend of mine who's um, doing midday, which is uh, medicine, tribal medicine. She's learning it basically. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like, yeah, that's that's what it really sounds like. It's not that you are causing anything it's just that naturally you do get just drawn to it just by the energy that you have around you 100 100 it sounds like honestly what it might be is you have signed some sort of a, a soul contract that maybe helps you help you're supposed to be helping people cross that veil you know what i mean so you are unsub like subconsciously seeking out these people who don't have a lot of time left and you are making sure that you're spending time with those people before that they, they go What's that called? There's it's actually like, it's like a, a, death, um, a it's like a death, death doula. Mom? Death doula. Death doula. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. New career yeah. path. Was, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who do that uh, and they work at uh, like at hops, hops, hospice care and things like that. And mm-hmm. and it's something that people like who know that they're at the end of the life they do things like plan things out and stuff like that. And maybe that's oh. a career path that you have no idea that you need to be going into. Maybe I don't know. It's like being a guiding hand, you a know, guiding someone hand, just exactly. to hold it, hold their hand and help them, I think, make that spiritual transition. Mm-hmm. But I think the value is priceless for that. There's a lot of people out there that are so terrified of death. They don't know what's next. Maybe they're not religious. Or what's, they that have show, no what's that show on Netflix, Brie, that's the cartoon, that's like the podcast? Midnight Gospel. That's what you need to go watch on. I Netflix. love that show. It, it made was me so cry good. Please go so watch that, hard. Vanessa. Midnight Gospel. It's really good, and it talks about a lot of the. It, you're going to see a lot of connections in your life to the whole storyline and thread of of that entire show. Okay. Homework. Homework. It's, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. I. I I personally believe that everybody's like a little bit psychically inclined. Just hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's why everybody you can feel when somebody's looking at you. It's because there is there's that connection that's made between two people, even if it's mm-hmm. intentional or anything like that. I don't want to say I don't want to be like one of those people that's I that's like I'm special and I you know I do this because I don't think that I just kind of 
avoid it or no but the thing is is that is the best kind of people who should be doing those type of that type of work though because when you have people who are like look at me look what I can do I am amazing especially when you come to like the psychic field and things like that it tends to push people away because they when you put that ego inside of it you're you're getting rid of the magic of what's really happening and so that's a perfect mindset for somebody to be involved and I think you are just a person who can go in between the veils and you kind of you've got to accept that my love I just want to be the Tammy Faye Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't she get divorced? And then everyone was like, well, why didn't she see that coming? coming? Exactly. (laughs) She was, she was just uh, into puppets and drugs and stuff. (laughs) She was a televangelist and she wore a lot of makeup. That's the way to go though. Makeup, Bep, you got it for camera. You got it. Oh yeah, I love makeup. You got to pile it on. Yeah. Oh, there Stinky's making a making a debut here. Cameo. Hey Stinky. Little cameo. Just a little butt. All right, guys. My, my spirit guide. He is. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all we have for the abduction hotline today. We love you all. Vanessa, you have homework to do. So we're gonna we're oh, gonna yeah. have to do a part two after you watch that and figure out what you thought okay. about it. And we're gonna have to check in with you from time to time and see how you go and what weird things you got going on in your life because I feel like it's never ending. Give us a progress report. Exactly. Yeah, a quarterly report I'll have to send to you guys. Deal. All right, guys, we love you all, and we'll see you next episode. Love you so much. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here.